And now, live from the View Winery and Vineyard in Kelowna, it's BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Our Kelowna Grape Escape is presented by the Estate Guest Houses at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery. The perfect base to explore the stunning Okanagan region in every season. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Hello, British Columbia. We're back on the road again in our province-wide trip. This time has taken us to Kelowna. We're at The View Winery, and we're joined by Jennifer turton Mulgut. She's the president of The View Winery. Yes, I am. Welcome. Thanks so for having us, you. Jennifer. Uh, it, it is a, uh, This is a different experience. Maybe yes, it for is. some people who may not have been here before. Absolutely. Uh, how would you describe The View to our listeners? I would describe the view as very authentic. It uh-huh. doesn't get much more authentic than this. Yeah. We've uh, been on the land for a hundred years. My great grandfather settled it originally, and this old building that we're that we're sitting outside, uh, he built this building in 1922, and it was the original apple packing house for the entire neighborhood. So it took care of all of the uh, farmers in the area. Wow! And uh, now our property, our 103 acres, is now half apples. We've transitioned into cider apples, and the other half is a. Uh, climate vitis vinifera grapes mm-hmm. yeah so y- are you the only person producing cider and wine in, in bc like in, I, in the same facility i think or? we are do you know of anybody else i can't think of maverick anyone. might have done cider oh, for a while maybe yeah yeah but not not the not way like that we this. do it yeah, yeah we we do about uh, ten thousand cases a year now of cider and um uh we have some traditional ciders but uh, our winemaker, Christy French, is the quintessential artist, and she's very creative. And so we also have some really interesting uh, ciders, and she can talk a bit about those later. But um, mimosa cider, Negroni ciders, um, mm. dry hopped ciders, ciders infused with orange peel. Uh, so we have traditional ciders, but we also have some really modern, fun ciders. And then on the other side of that, um, uh, the wines. Uh, we only make wine out of what we grow, and we only grow what's really, really appropriate for our terroir. So primarily cool climate whites, and then we grow Pinot Noir. And strangely, many people think we grow Pinot Tage, which you might think is odd, uh, wow. as it's from South Africa traditionally. Yeah. Uh, however, half of its lineage is Pinot Noir, which is a cool climate grape. So it's actually quite well suited to our terroir, very mm. early ripening. Uh, makes an incredible rosé as well, and uh, we've been really happy with it. It's our flagship red now. Let's pour those ciders and wines. I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> she can't okay. wait. Uh, so for people now, uh, it's harvest is on, but what's yeah. available? They come by, they can do tastings, and you, will yes. you are you open through the season? We like? are open. Th- we are open throughout the year. Mm. Uh, luckily, the city has grown out to us, so we are close enough to the city that we're able to stay open year round. Yeah, so nice. we like to have a really um, a unique, immersive experience for our customers. We like to get them out into the orchard and the vineyard where all the magic begins. And so year-round, we offer treks out up onto the view site, which is about a, almost a kilometer from here, straight up the hill. Um, that's where the view is. And some people do ask us that when they, when well, they first arrive. The where's the view? Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> you know, originally our plan was to build up on the view site. Um, but we thought, well, let's get a few vintages under our belt first. Mm. And uh, we kept it secret where we were. But people found out. And mm. And inevitably, the response was so positive. Wow, you're so unique. This is great history. Um, We love this old building. And I thought, yeah, why are we 
going up to the top of the hill. So uh, so we've embraced our authenticity and our history, and here we are. Okay, I'm glad I didn't ask about the view. (laughs) That was a great story. Uh, Okay, folks. Uh, next up, here at the View Winery with Jennifer Turton Mulgat, we're going to speak with winemaker Christy French about all the products being made here. I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back from Kelowna. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. British Columbia's wine growing history dates back generations, and today it's one of the more prominent regions on the worldwide wine stage. With Save On Foods, you can find the world's largest collection in one place. With more than 1,500 wines from over 180 BC VQA wineries, the unique tastes of our province have never been more convenient. Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Browse the entire collection now at saveonfoods.com and discover all the different wines our province has to offer. Your wine collection is your pride and joy. Years of searching and selecting has merited you an enviable list, but it's time to find a new home for some or all of your wine. As the only auction in Canada dedicated to fine wines and spirits, Iron Gate Auctions offer collectors a safe and inexpensive way to liquidate their collections online. Experts in the field with knowledge and acumen to maximize the return on your assets. To find out more, visit irongateauctions.com. Clos du Soleil Winery knows that the best wines keep it simple. It's all about the grapes and the place where they are grown. Minimal handling, minimal intervention, maximum beauty in the bottle. Nestled in a sunny, stony corner of BC's Similkameen Valley, Clos du Soleil produces wines that blend the best of Bordeaux varieties with their unique terroir. The result? Wines that are elegant and effortlessly special. Tastings by appointment or buy online at clodusoleil.ca. Free shipping to BC and Alberta on orders of six or more bottles. Taste the flavors of the season at Summerhill Pyramid Bistro and Wine Shop. Their heated patio is open with more space for you to dine safely. So come enjoy a menu showcasing ingredients from their on-site culinary garden. Pair your meal with a new release Summerhill wine for an extraordinary organic experience. The flavors of the season are in abundance at Summerhill Pyramid Bistro and Wine Shop. Online, summerhill.bc.ca. Invest in one of the fastest growing real estate markets in Canada. Green Square Vert is a modern collection of condos and townhomes in the heart of Kelowna's vibrant lower mission. Offering thoughtfully designed one to four bedroom units starting as low as 399000 Located just steps from Kelowna's best shopping, beaches, schools, and more. Rent your unit worry-free with access to top property management firms. For more info on Green Square Vert, visit greensquare.ca. Now, back to our Kelowna Grape Escape from the View Winery and Vineyard. Presented by the Estate Guest Houses at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery. The perfect base to explore the stunning Okanagan region in every season. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Mm-hmm. I'm in love with the shape of you. We push and pull like a magnet do. Although my heart is falling too. We're back, and we're back on the road. This time, we're in Kelowna. Our Grape Escape has brought us to the View Winery in Kelowna on the corner of Ward and Spears, I think it's pronounced. Uh, And joining us now is the person responsible for making the wine 
here. Her name's Christy French, and uh, Jennifer Turton Mulgut is the president. She's along with her. Uh, ladies, great to have you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. For nice having to us. meet you. Nice to meet you too. I notice that you have a bit of an accent. <laughs> I do. Yeah. So you you have come from Australia many years ago now. I have. I've been here Thompson. for over ten years now. Wow. Um, I fell in love with a Canadian guy and. Followed him back. I, I tell him that he brought back the ultimate souvenir. Yeah. <laughs> did you study study winemaking in Australia? Or? I did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and here you are making wine and cider. Yes. People might think that's an odd combination. Is it an odd combination? Or? Um, it was definitely a little bit of a learning curve for me when I first started. But mm-hmm. the more I got to um, sort of understand the process, it's actually really similar to white winemaking. Hmm. And there's, I mean, if, if you'd come to the Okanagan 30 years ago, no one was talking about fresh wines or, you know, uh, fresh, uh, these uh, high acid wines. Now people are really into fresh wines. So, so maybe true. that cider, that fits into the... I think you're right. It probably rode that wave a little bit. Definitely. Yeah. And so the, you use cider apples, is that correct? Correct, yeah. And what is the difference between a cider apple and a regular apple? Hmm. They generally don't taste as great to eat. Um, They have a higher acid profile, um, generally thicker skins. Uh, If you think of kind of Granny Smith, um, they're like a thicker skin, a bit bitter. Mm. Um, That adds to sort of dryness and a bit more of a tannin complex, so almost Mm. like the skins in in grapes, the same kind of purpose a little bit. And people are picking grapes now. When do you pick apples? or uh, Do they come before or after or during? Or? We do both. It's crazy. Oh, my God. Harvest oh, is nuts. full on here. <laughs> it is really nuts. Oh, wow. And sometimes on the crush pad, we're crushing both fruits as well. Yeah. That's yeah. today. It, is it more fun to eat the apples or the grapes when you're out there deciding? <laughs> Depends what's coming in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, so let's talk about, because it's nice to sort of have variety, like, obviously there's not that many grapes grown especially in the new world versus say apples do you have a bigger selection or does it give you more freedom to 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 work with both um definitely from the cider point of view it does um we've definitely created some interesting ciders like mimosa um, which is actually a sort of a combination ferment um i think it is it gewurztraminer in the mimosa um, a little bit of Gewurz and Ehrenfelsner I really like right. because it really bumps up the acidity. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then the Negroni, and um, we actually are doing another surprise cocktail one this year. Um, I love to follow my my grape ferments around. Mm-hmm. So I'll finish a grape ferment, and there'll be beautiful leaves on the bottom, and I'll actually pump my Uh-oh. cider apple <coughs> juice on top of them and let them spontaneously ferment. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I do find cider can lack texture. So for me, being able to put the, put, use the, utilize the grape leaves in the cider, it yeah. really creates like mouthfeel and texture, which cider doesn't naturally have. Mm. And Jennifer, you, you've had a lot of success in Save on Foods with your products. Yes, we have. Yes. And so what's the sort of demographic for, for you when you look at the people buying your wines? Who, who's buying them? Uh, anybody who likes a crisp, fresh style, yeah. that cool climate style, for sure. Uh, our label is a little bit feminine with yeah. the red shoe on it. So yeah. obviously women are uh, definitely uh, our demographic. The pink can doesn't hurt. The pink hurt, can, uh, the, the Negroni, Negroni and the yeah. Mimosa. We have some cute sort of Instagrammable style <laughs> labels, so yeah. that helps as well. 
But having said that, here at the wine shop, we see that quite often the women will have wine, and sometimes, I know this is a stereotype, but some of the men will say, I don't drink wine, and oh, we have cider. Oh, you have cider. Okay. Oh, yeah. So so it really is amazing for our wine shop uh, in that Christy has so many uh, varied products. We do have something for everybody. What what should we know about cider that we don't know? Like, uh, people just don't know cider. Is it, it's, well, I don't drink cider, whatever. What should they know about cider? I think the uh, the advantage of a cider over a wine is it's not so much in a box. Um, you're not uh, conformed by rules that you have to follow so much with winemaking. Yeah. You can really take it any direction you want. So mm-hmm. the sky is the limit, and I think that that's why you shouldn't just try one cider and think that you automatically don't like cider because they can be completely dry to really sweet to yeah. somewhere yeah. in between to fruit to... Spice in it, it's sort of endless opportunities of what how cider can be made. Mm. True. Yeah. We're speaking with Christy French. She's the winemaker. Jennifer Turton Mulgott is the president here at the View Winery, and we're up in uh, East Kelowna, where all the cool kids are now. You got it. And the cool grapes, and the cool <laughs> wines, and the cool ciders. <laughs> and what is going on around the winery right now with cider and wine? So the ciders have been coming in for about two weeks now. The cider apples. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started processing last week. Um, and the grapes have come in this week. We're pretty full on with the grapes. I would definitely say that the season is presenting us with, uh, I would say, two weeks earlier than last year. And even last year was relative a little bit earlier because the yields were so low throughout mm-hmm. the valley. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, the yields are definitely up a little bit. Um, the vineyard's looking great. Um, the dry summer's really helped. We've sort of got no disease or anything out there. Um, so the only de- issue I'm dealing with right now is everything's ready at once. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, this today we're pressing our sparkling. Um, tomorrow we'll be pressing our Blanc de Noir and, or our White Rhino, which we're about to taste. And on um, the next couple of days we'll be pressing our Pinotage Rosé. And Christy, so, what, sorry, Tony, Christy, what um, superstitions do you have around harvest, if any? Well, today I actually, uh, we... It was our first sort of press load of sparkling. And I uh, got all my cellar crew around and we opened a bottle of 2018 bubbly and we toasted the wine gods and <laughs> hoped that they'd give us a fantastic harvest and make some great wine. And Did I see you pour a little bit of it in the press? I did yeah. pour some in the press. We think you're the wine god, so I don't know. Are you toasting yourself? Wine goddess. Or, yeah. So yeah. we did that this morning and I don't like to walk under ladders either. Yeah. yeah. During harvest well all the time but especially during harvest there seems to be more ladders around this wine's delicious tell us about this wine so this is our white rhino it's a blanc de noir it's around uh 60 percent pinotage 40 percent pinot noir and there's a little bit of riesling in there as well um riesling is i often refer to it as my duct tape yeah (laughs) it tends to fix and brighten everything um pulls everything together yeah um so it's early picked um we pick it, we grow it and for this purpose and we pick it early. So it has a higher acidity. Um, I also don't want, obviously, Pinotage and Pinot Noir are, are red varietals. We don't want much color bleeding out there, essentially yeah. being a Blanc de Noir. So by picking it early, it's a little bit easier to sort of avoid that um, color extraction. Um, the bunches come in, I always pick only into half bins. So I don't like any fruit squashing itself. Um, and then I whole bunch press we put whole bunches into the press we press straight off in a champagne style um, minimum air 
in, um, uptake and everything's really sanitary. And then we will often sometimes press straight to barrel. I'm going to do that a little bit just to do a couple of ferments that are a little higher solids to create a little bit more textural difference. Um, this year as well, we will also be doing some Petit Cuvée, which is sort of starting some bucket ferments yeah. early and essentially creating your own sort of terroir. Yeah. Um, Were you going to ask Casey about that? Maybe I was. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> <laughs> We've cooked something up, Casey. Yes, oh. I have a surprise for you at the end of the show. This oh, wine is so, so fresh and elegant, though. I just Thank love you. it, and I'm, I'm just thinking about all the food that you could have with it because of the, the structure of the wine. very versatile it's wine. We have to limit the staff uh, from um, purchasing it because we sell out too soon. Wow. <laughs> Great label, too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, you get that chew in there. You got it. Partial proceeds go to the World Wildlife Fund to uh, help the uh, endangered white rhino yeah yeah well listen uh, we're having fun here it's great yeah. to have a quick chat we'll have to get in and taste some wines afterwards but uh th thanks so much for joining us at the moment thanks for having right. us thanks, thanks for having us uh folks we're coming to you live today from east Kelowna. we're at the view winery we've been talking with uh jennifer turton mulgat and christy french winemaker christy french and we've been tasting the view white rhino which is a, a delightful surprise for me i just love it uh, you're listening to BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Plenty more coming up. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Hello, I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And this week's show comes to you from the View Winery in Kelowna. Our accommodation host is the New Suites at Mount Boucherie. Uh, an amazing setup there. Three different buildings, Casey. One a seven... Seven bedroom, six bathroom, one a six bedroom, six bathroom. We're staying in the Solus home, which is a four bedroom, five bathroom. Have you been through the entire house? I have, Tony, and they could all be in architectural digest. Yeah, fantastic with the patios on both sides. And the best thing is that you're about 75 feet from the restaurant, right across from the first building is the Modest Butcher, and that's uh, that's one of the coolest new sort of restaurants that's gone up in, in the Okanagan recently uh, at the opening of Mount Boucherie. With a wonderful patio. Yeah, and a great wine list. A lot of fun in that place, and it's it, they have several different levels. They also have a cool store where you can shop uh, down below, too. All that available at Mount Boucherie. Uh, we recommend if you need a cool place to stay with your friends, check out mountboucherie.com and look into their new suites and accommodation. The Maipo Valley is a one-of-a-kind spot for Cabernet Sauvignon. Since 1850, Carmen, the first Chilean winery, has been recognized by the most prestigious publications for their innovative capacity to produce wines with identity, while at the same time remaining open to reinvention. For Carmen, it's not enough to be first. It's about being better than yesterday. Carmen, the first Chilean winery, reinventing itself since 1850. Find out more at Carmen.com. Bold. Award-winning. Discover Gold. Our tasting room at Gold Hill Winery is open and ready to welcome everyone. Come explore our beautiful vineyard and reserve your unique and personal tasting of our exclusive small lot favorites. We can't wait to see you again and share our passion. Discover Gold. Gold Hill Winery on the beautiful Golden Mile Bench in Oliver. Online, goldhillwinery.com. Red Brewster Winery invites you to visit for a sensory journey from grape to glass. Take in the sweeping vineyard, lake, and mountain views from their cozy estate on the Naramata Bench. 
This month, Red Rooster is featuring their award-winning 2020 Viognier, the perfect companion while you take in the views. Seated tastings are offered seven days a week from 11 to 5 this fall. Come for the views, stay for the wine. Find out more at redroosterwinery.com. Whether it's in the tasting room or outside on the spacious rooftop patio with a gorgeous view of Okanagan Lake, the Therapy Vineyard tasting experience is one of a kind. The tasting room is open daily, reservations required for groups of six or more. Need a little long-distance therapy? Sign up for their fully customizable wine club with 15% off therapy wine, 20% off select rates at the inn, discounted shipping, and more. Sign up today at therapyvineyards.com. There are so many ways to experience the wines of Black Hills Estate Winery in Oliver, B.C. this season. Whether it's a weekend getaway to wine country or some early holiday planning, check out all of our new releases. Wine club members can enjoy exclusive benefits, including VIP wine experiences and access to member-only wines like our rare Carmenere with delivery to your door with temperature-controlled shipping year-round. For details and to book a seated wine experience, visit blackhillswinery.com. Now, back to our Kelowna Grape Escape from the View Winery and Vineyard. Presented by the Estate Guest Houses at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery. The perfect base to explore the stunning Okanagan region in every season. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Because, girl, you... Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. We're back on the road this time. Uh, it's our Kelowna Grape Escape, uh, both east and west. We are at the View Winery in Kelowna, but we're moving back to West Kelowna to talk to Jesse Harden. He's the GM at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery, where we've been staying for the last couple of nights. So good to see you. Mm, it's been lovely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you can't even say staying. I mean, it's experiencing, <laughs> experiencing it's it. Yeah, un- I couldn't have un- yeah. it better myself. Unbelievable. Accommodation. Oh, yeah. I, Thank you kindly. We no, put a I've lot of love into it. Traveled all over the world, and when I walked in there, oh, very, gosh. very impressive. So, well, right beside the winery are three units, and they're pretty big units. Uh, run us through the three quickly. The yeah, the idea is three kind of different offerings, mm-hmm. uh, all right on the site there. So, we have a seven bedroom unit that's got a completely layout, different layout. All three of them have different layouts, but yeah. uh, one we uh, have some allowed pets in, the second one, six bedroom, but you get a hot tub instead of a pet, and the third one, uh, where you know ballers like yourself stay, uh, it's only four bedrooms, but it comes with you know golf simulators, a modest mini bar, and a bit of karaoke action. Yeah, mm-hmm. not too modest. Really nice uh, places, and and uh, what I like about them, they're only meters from the restaurant too. So yeah, almost like resort of, living. Yeah, it's almost like resort living. Well, good to catch up with you. The harvest is on. Everybody's busy except for Jeff Hundemark. I think he's... Uh, yeah, well, you know me. I kind of take all the work on these lot yeah, of calluses on these I've, hands. I've noticed you know? that you've really been working hard. As you could tell by my golf game, it's, you know, been a stretch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I know we're going to lose track, so let's just <laughs> let's quickly start with the wine. 2020 Gewurz Original Vines, what should we know about this? Yeah, I, I just this is one of my favorite wines of the harvest. We're uh, putting it on by the glass on the fall wine list. I think it you know, shows some nice fall flavors, but uh, to be a little different, what Jeff did was he did the full ferment uh, on the skins, uh, so it's two weeks of skin contact. Uh, there's about, I think, eight or nine grams of sugar, but I think there's a little tannin to sort of balance it out. And yeah. I just think it's a unique take on, uh, to be honest, one of my favorite grapes in the in bc i'm I lo- so I love happy Gewurz. to hear you say that because <laughs> yeah. as tony knows i always says say never hurts to drink Gewurz. 
I, I don't know. I have this crusade that someday we'll get Gewurz back uh, to a reputable uh, reputation it once had when I moved here. Well, years ago, it used to hurt to drink Gewurz, so but yeah. this is looking nice. Uh, original vines, that's something cool that goes on in the Yeah, uh, this is a new tier for us. This is our second release, and so what I tried to do uh, with Jeff is just really isolate all the oldest our favorite oldest blocks. Um, as you may remember, we have uh, vineyards in the Similkameen, Golden Mile Bench, and Okanagan Falls, as well as in West Kelowna. And we've essentially just taken vines. The unwritten rule is they have to be planted before the year 2000. This one's actually the oldest from 1986. And we're just sort of celebrating the fact that one of Boucherie's hallmarks is the fact that we have some of the oldest vinifera in the province. Mm. So really wanted to isolate some of those. Well, let's talk about the restaurant. I know that you have an MBA in uh, in uh, working with all the COVID regulations now because you, you, you can stand up and have a mask on or you can or you yeah. can walk in or you can't go. Tell people what, what's happening and what what's going on at the restaurant now. It seems to change every couple hours as far as my understanding of it. Um, <laughs> I think today you're allowed to stand on your head and do a tasting, but you can't sit down. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't exactly keep it straight, but uh, to be honest, the first day with the whole passport thing went really well. Everyone was really understanding. The few people yeah. who forgot it, you know, made arrangements to get it. Yeah. And we just found out this morning that the COVID like six feet thing is over and the six people at the table is over. So it's literally like new things changing oh, every single wow. day. Wow. That's and so news. I don't profess to really understand it all. I just kind of freestyle it and yeah. take it. Well, as you it comes. know what? We're going to call you before we go anywhere. In terms of uh, COVID protocols, yeah. that's yeah. probably not a good idea, but you can try. How would you describe uh, the restaurant to people who want to know what's what goes on in there? What, what can they eat? How's the menu? What, what yeah, I mean, we, uh, uh, Chef Dan Kirkner obviously takes the menu real seriously, but we really want the vibe to be fun and casual. And, uh, you know, our tagline is eating and drinking with reckless abandon since 2020, which we didn't know how appropriate <laughs> it was because we opened the day COVID started. <laughs> so, we, you know, in the future, it's going to be a great thing to look back on. But we really, you know, really want to have a fun atmosphere, a little lighthouse music pumping through there and uh, everything from you know great vegan dishes which we experienced yesterday to uh really nice steaks from places like two rivers and i don't know a little little bit for everyone but definitely a bit chop focused i would say and uh and hopefully a really nice wine list and you talk about the guest experience but i want to know who is the perfect guest what is the perfect guest when they come to a winery what should they do what's the etiquette i mean i just i love people who you know show interest in something they might not be familiar with um you know we have couple of wines called modest wines for example that might not be a varietal or whatever but just a, a sense of adventure uh, is really really helpful and uh, you know trusting the the person that's taking care of you really goes a long way and uh, you know having a bit of money helps too yeah. <laughs> nice our guest, <laughs> our guest is jesse harnan he's the gm at mount boucherie uh estate winery you have a wine list that also has foreign wines on it what's that all about well, there's a little bit of a bias agenda. I was, you know, I've worked in the Canadian wine industry a long time and I kind of missed the restaurant business, but I thought, wouldn't it be a great philosophy to, you know, take some of the benchmarks that we've been inspired by when we make our own wines um, and just have, you know, one or two on the list that sort of uh, we would consider, you know, the, the international staple. And we really encourage mm -hmm. guests to, you know, uh, buy the international, buy ours, do a comparison and uh, hopefully buy a case of ours. But yeah. The idea is to put two on the table, and then we can talk about what the difference between Rheinhessen and the Similkameen is, maybe. And you're a bit different than many winers because you're working with vineyards uh, all over the valley and even next door in the Similkameen. 
what what is that about? What what is that? How does that work? Yeah, I mean, that, I think the greatest value of Mount Boucherie uh, when it was purchased in 2016 was you know the, the sub appellations that I mentioned. Um, so the Boucherie label is is basically all estate with a couple exceptions, but working towards that. But we also have another tier called Modest Wines that goes with the restaurant. And uh, you know, if a friend who has a cool block of Sangiovese or Muscat or whatever uh, comes up, then we uh, allow ourselves the opportunity to play around a little bit and be a bit more experimental and tell me about the harvest wh how you feel about the harvest and what's important and and what is the most exciting thing I feel paranoid um, <laughs> last last year was a very short crop uh, and uh, the first pick we had was actually the Gewurztraminer from this very block and it was it was down significantly uh, so that was a couple of days ago, but we're very happy to find that uh, some of the things we picked yesterday and today are right on estimate. So it's it's scary, you know, like there's a, the quality in the last two vintages, I think it's, it's fantastic. I don't think the smoke's going to play a whole role, but it's the volumes that kind of, uh, you know, make the accountants a bit scared. Mm. And where's the best place to grab a drink other than Mont Boucherie after a long day? After a long day, I recently discovered when we're doing our vineyard trips this neighborhood brewing down in Penticton. They have a really nice hazy IPA that I'd highly recommend. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> hazy IPA. Sounds so yeah. romantic. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, it's hard traveling all the way from Samil Camino to Kelowna, right? You need a pit stop. Yeah. <laughs> you have another little baby that folks uh, might know or don't know is connected, and Rust is a project that's uh, mm -hmm. well on its way. There's a rental going on there, too. Or Tell us a little bit about Rust. Yeah, so Rust uh, is definitely our smaller little passion project. We put a lot of uh, energy into Syrahs there, um, my humble opinion. I think if I had to pick one grape uh, for BC, Syrah would probably be it. And so Russ's main uh, focus is uh, a Syrah from Black Sage Bench, Golden Mile Bench, Samilkameen Valley, and Okanagan Falls. So we'll be just releasing those next spring. Um, and then we also do some kind of more crunchy wines like a Gamay and a Cab Franc on the entry level. And you can't leave without talking about your beautiful label. Hmm. Well... We uh, have a really good friend named Pan Pan who uh, helped us redesign the, the Boucherie labels and come up with this swoosh. And if you want to know the story about this, I said, Pan, you know, I, we want to do this kind of old vine series or whatever. Could you give me your interpretation of an old vine? And so two months later, he sent back this painting. And I was like, oh, that's beautiful. I can see the emboss and the deboss. And, you know, the label brain started working. And I said, but could you make it like concentric circles? Because that would remind me of an old vine more. And he goes, Jesse. I've been working on this for two months. This is my interpretation. You take it or leave it. <laughs> so, okay, calm down, Pan. Calm down. We'll take it. We'll take it. So anyways, that's the original piece of art that uh, is his interpretation of an old vineyard. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. And you're a bit of an original piece of art, too. So uh, we well, thank you for joining us on the show today, Jesse. I appreciate that. And uh, for hosting us over in your fabulous new accommodations, folks. If you need a place to stay with five or six of your closest relatives, uh, that you can stand, I guess, all at once. Yeah. Uh, you rent the house. Yeah, or all three houses and split them up. Yeah. Yep. Thanks a lot. Well, it's been my pleasure, uh, guys. Good luck with the harvest, too. Yeah, thank you. I thank hope you. The, the yields come up. Yeah. No, I think, uh, well, like I said, the quality will be there, so some of us will be happy. Jesse Harnan, <laughs> he's the GM at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery. Plenty more to come on the show. Uh, I'm, I know who I am. I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Joining us next is uh, Kaylee Frash from Quails Gate Winery. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. British Columbia's wine growing history dates back generations, and today it's one of the more prominent regions on the worldwide wine stage. 
With Save On Foods, you can find the world's largest collection in one place. With more than 1,500 wines from over 180 BC VQA wineries, the unique tastes of our province have never been more convenient. Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Browse the entire collection now at saveonfoods.com and discover all the different wines our province has to offer. Hillside Winery is here to serve you, BC. We're offering free shipping across the province on all orders of six bottles or more. Let Hillside deliver direct to your doorstep and give you one less thing to tick off your shopping list. If you're a local, ordering online for pickup is easy and hassle-free. Hillside will happily box up your wines and have them ready and waiting for you. We want to make getting your favorite Hillside wines easy. Find us online at hillsidewinery.ca. For an after-work escape any day of the week, the Tasting Room at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery is open every day till 8. Take your Mount Boucherie experience to the next level as you enjoy the view from the patio with stand-up or seated tasting overlooking beautiful Okanagan Lake. Grab some wine, cheese, and meats from the modest butcher market and create your own picnic on the lawn. Reservations are recommended. To book your next tasting, visit mtboucherie.com. The Maipo Valley is a -a one-of-a-kind spot for Cabernet Sauvignon. Since 1850, Carmen, the first Chilean winery, has been recognized by the most prestigious publications for their innovative capacity to produce wines with identity, while at the same time remaining open to reinvention. For Carmen, it's not enough to be first. It's about being better than yesterday. Carmen, the first Chilean winery, reinventing itself since 1850. Find out more at Carmen.com. Experience award-winning wines and a pastoral view of the Oliver Valley from the covered patio at Tinhorn Creek Vineyards. The tasting room is open daily from 11 to 6. Why not book a black glass blind tasting or add a charcuterie plate to your tasting? For exclusive VIP experiences, join the Crush Club. Membership includes regular wine shipments, 15% off purchases, early access to new releases, and admission to the Wine Club Lounge. Don't forget, Miradoro Restaurant is also open daily for indoor and outdoor dining. Visit tinhorn.com. Back to our Kelowna Grape Escape from the View Winery and Vineyard. Presented by the Estate Guest Houses at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery. The perfect base to explore the stunning Okanagan region in every season. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Then you're left in the dust, unless I stuck by you. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. We're back on the road, this time at our Kelowna Grape Escape. Uh, We have a special guest now because uh, you can be in East Kelowna and West Kelowna, or you could do both. And our next next guest, uh, Kaylee Frash, is an associate winemaker at Quailsgate and works on both sides of uh, town. Is that (laughs) more or less correct? That is correct, yes. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to have you. You've got a new property up here that most people don't know much about. I'm pointing up behind me here in uh, <laughs> East Kelowna. But uh, uh, do you like having the two sources now? Is it going to be fun? Yeah, it makes things more exciting for sure. Um, we're starting to see the first bit of fruit come off that site. And so far, some of the pinots and the shards are looking really great. It's mm. really exciting to see the different clones that we planted there. And... I'm really looking forward to seeing what all the wines turn out like from those different vineyards. Yeah. You, you, there's like a massive following over at Quailsgate, you know, long time established, uh, the Stewart family. Do you feel any of that pressure when you get into a job like that to, you know, keep it going? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, all the um, winemakers in the past have done an amazing job and have built that really loyal following for Quellsgate. And the people who drink Quellsgate know that they're going to get a certain level of product each year. So for sure there's pressure, but I think that it's going to be fine for us to achieve that. Mm-hmm. Good kind of pressure. Yeah. Uh, well, I met you recently. We, we, we met to talk about something called the Distinction Collection, which is a really cool line of wines from Quailsgate. Maybe you could let our guests know a little bit about how it's come about and why it exists. Yeah, so our Distinction Collection is really an opportunity for us to continue to innovate and elevate with our wines at Quailsgate. So within the Distinction Collection, we make a few different SKUs, and these SKUs are ones that we may not make every single year. So it opens up an opportunity for us to play with different styles of winemaking, different clones from the vineyards, and really just not have to kind of stay within the realms of making the same thing every single year. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, uh, you said it, it's exciting for you, and maybe the wine next year won't be made, but it could come back a few years later or a vintage later, and in the meantime, you do something different. Exactly. So we can really just let the vintage decide what we're going to do for that year. Do you have a, a a place or an area where you want to go in winemaking that perhaps is unexplored or not, not very well explored at the moment at Quailsgate? So for Quailsgate, we're actually looking to do a few different um, sparklings, which we haven't done in the past. So right now we have some base wines fermenting away in the cellar, and those are looking really awesome so far. Um, so that'll be a first for Quailsgate, uh, as well as some different clones on the new site that we don't have on the estate currently. Mm. Casey will be happy to hear that there's sparkling wine I coming. I am, and I had a wonderful dinner in the restaurant at Quailsgate last night, and very, I was very impressed with uh, Pinot Noirs, and I understand that's one of your specialties. Yeah, so the Distinction Collection Pinot Noir is our Dijon Clone Pinot, which I think is the one you had. Yes. Yeah, so that is made from our 828 Clone Pinot Noir with a little bit of 777 Clone mixed in. So you get really spicy, earthy elements from the 828 clone, and then the 777 really brings in a lot of dark, intense fruit characteristics. I'm, I'm sort of, I, I am sort of, I am interested in how you approach winemaking. Uh, what what your style is? Could you describe your style? Or, you, I mean, I know you're going to say your hands off or whatever, but <laughs> everybody has a style or, or a vision of where they want to go. What, what where do you want to go with with Quailsgate's wines? Yeah, I'd say that um, I like a good mix of hands-off, but also my background is in science, and I don't think that it should be frowned upon to use different like scientific um, things, like uh, additives aren't all bad. Um, I don't know why we wouldn't implement the technology that we have, like cooling and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's necessarily any less of a um, art if you're using science. I think it's a good balance. Our guest is uh, Kaylee Frash. She's the uh, associate winemaker at uh, Quailsgate Winery in West Kelowna with now a large uh, 200-acre property coming on stream in uh, East Kelowna. Yes. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, will it be different grapes there than, than at the property over there? Like, How, how will that work out? We have planted a few of the varietals that we do have on our estate. Um, We have some Pinot Noir and some Chardonnay, but we have some different clones that we don't have on our estate, as well as a few varietals that we don't have that um, maybe you haven't even heard of, uh, Gamma Ray. 
What? <laughs> Gamma ray? Yes. Yeah, so what is that? Apparently it's a cool climate uh, varietal that is made in Switzerland. Um, so wow. we're going to get that for the first year uh, this year. We're going to tank ferment it by itself, um, see what it looks like, make it as a red table wine. Really? Yeah. I have not heard of that. <laughs> okay, that's exciting. A, yeah. Yeah. How, how will you make a wine that you've never heard of? Or? Uh, we're going to... Do a little bit of research and ferment it um, as we would say, like maybe like the Foch, mm -hmm. sort of like an early ripening red varietal. Mm. So not a lot of tannin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And drinking easy drinking, sort of younger on. That's what I've read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh well, that's exciting. It'll yeah. be a, a, an adventure, perhaps. Yes, of course. And Kaylee, what's your favorite time, uh, favorite thing during this time of harvest? I think harvest is just a really exciting time overall. You get all these different interns in from all over the world. Well, not this year. I, we do have one international person from Scotland, but usually you get all these personalities from all over the world, and they're all together for two months, and you spend six days a week, 12 hours a day together. And every single harvest is different. You never know what you're going to get, what the growing season is going to be like, what the grapes are going to look like. So it's just this really exciting, exhausting time. But at the end of it, you're all working towards this common goal of making really great wines. Mm. How would you describe uh, 2021 now as a, as a growing season? And what are you expecting to get out of this? It's definitely been a different one. Uh, very warm. Mm -hmm. um, we're at 150 tons right now in the winery, whereas we'd usually just be getting our first fruit around this time of year. So, yeah, picking earlier. Yeah, picking earlier. Um, I think we're really going to be able to pick each varietal at exactly the ripeness that we want to, which is not always something you can do in a cool climate wine region. So mm -hmm. that's really exciting for us. And we see that we now have the wine in front of us. So <laughs> why don't we talk a bit about this before we're out of time. The Dijon Clone Pinot Noir, the 2019. So this is from the Distinction Collection, uh, which is available online and to club members, I, as I recall. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, the Dijon Clone Pinot is made from 828 and 777. Get a lot of spice and red fruit. These are two burgundy clones. It is two burgundy yeah. clones. Um, we try to direct the stem into tanks to avoid pumping and really avoid that seed extraction. Right. To keep it more of an elegant style of wine. Um, we'll do two punch downs a day during peak ferment and around two weeks on the skins before we press it off and age it in a mixture of neutral and new French oak. Great texture on this wine. Congratulations on that. And it went really well with the duck last night in Coyle's Gate. I bet. Yeah. That would be a yeah. fantastic pairing. Just, you just sneaking off and having duck and pinot. Exactly. <laughs> we don't even know about And it. I love the new label. Yeah. Would you say it's feminine, Tony? What do you think? No. It, this is all about quail's eggs, I believe. Yeah. So and that is our new label. Um, mm -hmm. The pattern on the label there represents the unique patterns that are found on quail's eggs. So across our distinction collection, each label is a little bit different. Because every quail egg is different. Exactly. The design on it. Yeah, so that represents the That's uniqueness so great. of each wine that we'll yeah. make each year. Yeah, so great. And another thing about this collection, which I really love, is it's not the top tier. Like, it's not the most expensive wines now at Quailsgate. It fits in just below, or it's, it's in a nice sort of spot where it's affordable, but high quality, and, and it's really fun to see that. Exactly. 
Exactly, she says. <laughs> I just make the stuff. Well, I think it's important for people buying because often, you know, new new thing comes out and it's yeah. super expensive. This is very affordable and high quality. So you got to join the club. That's the best way to get the wines or, you know, try and get them online after club members. Yes, yeah, or through the wine shop. Yeah. Well, Kaylee, it's lovely to chat with you again. Uh, I know you've been super busy, and I really thank you for coming by today uh, at this busy time of the year and wish you luck with the harvest. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Great to see you. Great to see you guys. Kaylee Frash, she's the associate winemaker at Quails Gate Winery. Of course, they're located in West Kelowna. We are sitting in East Kelowna. It's our grape escape, uh, our Kelowna grape escape, but we're not quite done. Uh, and uh, we can't wait to invite our next guest up to the stand. You want to stick around and meet Stephanie Stanley from O'Rourke's Peak Cellar. Uh, she'll be part of our Kelowna grape escape as we uh, ride out the harvest. In British Columbia. I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The Maipo Valley is a one of a kind spot for Cabernet Sauvignon. Since 1850, Carmen, the first Chilean winery, has been recognized by the most prestigious publications for their innovative capacity to produce wines with identity, while at the same time remaining open to reinvention. For Carmen, it's not enough to be first. It's about being better than yesterday. Carmen, the first Chilean winery, reinventing itself since 1850. Find out more at Carmen.com. It's a new normal. My husband and I want to get away need something to look forward to. So we decided to book a weekend away at a European wellness resort right here in BC. Plan an escape without leaving the province at Sparkling Hill Resort. Overlooking the beautiful Okanagan Valley, relax and focus on your health and wellness at this luxury resort. Check out the immersive wellness packages available and learn more about this undiscovered gem today at sparklinghill.com. Casual, modern dining. Exceptional Okanagan flavor. Introducing the most anticipated new eatery in the valley. 15 Park Bistro at Watermark Beach Resort in Osuyus. Chef Nick Atkins and his team are ready to create an unforgettable dining experience for you. Utilizing fresh local ingredients. 15 Park Bistro's lakeside patio with its unmatched views of Lake Osuyus is now open. Indoor dining available as well. For reservations and more, including full takeout menu options, visit 15parkbistro.com. Overlooking a beautiful 12-acre vineyard in the heart of the Cowichan Valley, the Unsworth Restaurant welcomes you to get away from it all. Enjoy a delectable menu and award-winning wines in our dining room or outdoor patio. Unsworth Restaurant, vineyard dining where casual meets elegant. You can find Unsworth wines across BC. Look for us at your local liquor store. Visit unsworthvineyards.com. Now, back to our Kelowna Grape Escape from the View Winery and Vineyard. Presented by the Estate Guest Houses at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery. The perfect base to explore the stunning Okanagan region in every season. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio. We're on our Kelowna Grape Escape. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, our next guest we've known for a number of years, and uh, 
She's a very talented winemaker. Stephanie Stanley is now at O'Rourke's Peak Cellar. Stephanie, great to see you. Great to be back. Yeah. Nice to see you guys. Great to see you and, and uh, to talk a bit about O'Rourke's Peak Cellars, which is a winery that some people may not know about because it's a little further north and they travel when they're in the Okanagan, but uh, it's time for people to start getting out to Lake Country, I think. And it, it absolutely is. Lake Country in itself has become its own whole destination. There's, there's eight wineries out in that north end now that you can spend a whole day yeah. uh, visiting wineries and at least half of them have lunch and, and things you can you know you can stop and eat along the way so mm-hmm. it, it's a whole day in itself it's not just one winery out there anymore yeah share a bit of the history of O'Rourke's because it's a I wouldn't say it's complicated but there's a couple things going on lots of vineyards how, how would you characterize the whole operation yeah, so um, quite quite dynamic and uh, a build from the ground up. There was um, land that had been purchased that was poss- uh, some of it was previously farmed and orcharded, but a lot of it was untouched, just pine land, uh, mm-hmm. pine forest and things. So it definitely was a development right from the ground up. We started planting in 2013. We acquired properties along Cars Landing Road for a few years. Our owner, Dennis O'Rourke, started buying chunks of property and eventually accumulated about 300 acres along there. We planted 100 acres of vine along Cars Landing Road, and we have about four acres also planted at Goldie Road, where our current Peak Cellars winery site is. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next next stage of that was um, drilling the caves into the bedrock and start you know, building a winery up around that. And originally we had only planned to build one winery, but as the, the cave project took a while and vines that were planted in 2013, were going to start needing a home to be turned into wine. So in 2016, we built Peak Cellars at Goldie Road, which is right across from Intrigue. Yeah. And that's where we've been making wine for, we made our wine for five years. Yeah. And the new winery up the road the the whole thing is the main part of it's still under construction the the tourist the restaurant and, and tasting rooms and things but we did make sure the winery portion of it the cellar was ready for production last year yeah. and we started producing our, our oak like our chardonnay and pinot noir program up there that nikki calloway is heading up yep. and then at peak cellars um, we're keeping that location open as well and we're going to continue making all the sort of aromatics gewurztraminers rieslings especially we're specializing in four different styles of riesling now um, some and they're rose, fantastic, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, they're really fun to drink. <laughs> yeah, so that that's it in a nutshell, the last sort of 10, 10 years in a nutshell. Mm. Yeah. And didn't we see blasting there, Tony? Oh, yeah, that was a long time ago. A long that was time ago, Further right. up at, at uh, Aurorics. But, uh, well, and so, uh, like, I've been in, in down in uh, on uh, at the Goldie Road Project, I guess, at Peak Cellars, mm-hmm. where there's a beautiful restaurant. Yes. Uh, a patio, all that sort of thing going on. So, But there's a bunch of experiences. Maybe you can share some of these experiences that people can go there. It's not just show up and taste at the bar anymore. Yeah, that's correct. So... The uh, the property, it's, um, the restaurant is called the Garden Bistro um, at Peak Cellars. And so we have a half-acre garden there that we actually use to, we our, menu, our chef builds the menu around what's coming out of the garden fresh. Mm-hmm. And we do a lot of our own preserving and pickling and, and things like that um, for outside of the fresh season. But beyond that, coming to Peak Cellars, you're right. It's not just come in, saddle up to the bar, do a quick tasting and go. There's a lot of different experiences you can have that come with it, a different level of education. There's our feature tastings. You can select your own and build your own. There's a wine and cheese paired uh, tasting. We do different vertical flights and things like that. Um, So you really, you come in, you sit down and you have an educational experience. 
uh, with our with our um, talented tasting room um, staff. Yeah, our guest is Stephanie Stanley from O'Rourke's Peak Cellars. Uh, we're talking about t- traveling up to Lake Country to experience another level of uh, wines in British Columbia. This is such an exciting time, harvest time. Is there something that do you have any superstitions around it, or anything that you do that is? Um, not real. I try not to be superstitious. Um, we, you know, like a lot of people would probably say, we just we uh, we do what we can with the with the harvest we're given. This year, this season has definitely been different than most. Um, a lot of you know, people ask, did the heat did it speed things up? And what about the smoke? And um, you know, the heat uh, the heat probably, if anything, slowed things down, putting the vines into a little bit of heat stress at the end of June. So. Um, but then when they picked back up and started, uh, started, you know, doing their thing again, photosynthesizing and, and ripening and things like that, um, we haven't really noticed that there's been a big effect from the smoke mm-hmm. um, for, for how fast the season may have been. Uh, the smoke, if anything, would have, you know, just filtered UV and slowed things down again. But what we're finding is we're actually right back up to an average year and things are yeah. ripening along really quite nicely. Um, You're... But- you're working a lot with with aromatic varieties, which seem to have gone full circle now. There's a lot of interest in them, and the quality has changed a lot uh, from say 20 years ago when people say, "Oh, well, aromatic wines are." That. Tell us a bit about that. Like you, you, you have a riesling project. You got all kinds of other aromatics going. What what what, what are you doing there? What what what's attracting you to that? Um, the biggest thing we're seeing, uh, well, our, the style of our wines, pe- what people can expect when they come visit us at Peak Cellars is they're going to find our wines. Um, there's a beautiful purity and intensity to them, but our wines are all they're all dry wines with the exception of sort of one off dry wine that we make and then a, a new to release late harvest that will be coming out later this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there's an intensity of flavor and a nice dry crispness. The, the beauty of the northern Okanagan where we are is with those the big diurnal shift in daytime, nighttime temperatures, we find a lot of beautiful natural acidity, um, higher acidities and lower pHs, which give us a beautiful vibrancy and freshness and lift in our wines. Um, so you can get a lot of a lot of structure and a lot of roundness in some of our Chardonnays and our, and our barrel program or a lot of things we do with Lees, but there's also that lift and that freshness to them. And, and with... You know, with our Riesling program, you know, uh, we do a lot of different aromatics. We're really starting to find, with a different geography and geological soils throughout our site, we're finding different pockets of opportunities within the same variety that are either growing naturally as smaller clusters, smaller berries, more concentrations. So we're doing a lot of fun things and starting to be able to show people that there's more than one way you can make a certain style. And now they come to Peak Cellars and they can try... After Thanksgiving, there'll be a third Pinot Gris that's released. So they'll be able to try three Pinot Gris. Our our Rieslings, we're making a sparkling Riesling traditional method. So, yep, bottle fermented. We've got a super bone dry Riesling, which was also new this year. And then we do our classic Riesling, which is also a dry Riesling, but not as dry as our Terrace's dry Riesling. And then we have our off dry Riesling. So we're... We've got a beautiful site for Riesling. The natural acidity and the low pH just gives us so much opportunity for various ripening um sort of stages of ripening and harvest that we can do so many different things with Mm. it and lastly we just have a minute but how can we visit you what are the hours and uh our tasting room we're open um 11 a.m to 5 p.m sunday through thursday and i believe 11 to 6 uh friday and saturday for the tasting room the bistro opens i believe at 11 30 every day 
And will you stay um, open now, like past Thanksgiving and all that? Are you open? We're always open. You're always We're open. always open all year round. Yeah. 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 And you can, uh, yeah. So if you want to see more about our experiences and different things available, also we have some fun accommodations in the vineyard now. We did beautifully renovated a big Great. log home and a cottage in the vines where you, it's sort of licensed and run as a and b um, so you can really come into sort of a serene environment and just sort of if you stay a few nights or uh, among the vines and um, there's afternoon sort of happy hour boat cruises we can offer and things as well. So it's all on our oh website on peaksellers.com. Okay, Fantastic. Happy yeah. hour boat cruise. <laughs> Stephanie, thanks so much. It, the time just flies by. But, it does. Uh, it, you listen to her, folks. You need to get up to Lake Country and check it out at, uh, at Aurora's Peak Cellars. Stephanie Stanley, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you guys very much. Yeah, that's it for today's show, folks. Next week we're back in the studio in our home base, BNN. Bloomberg 1410 in Vancouver. Special thanks to our technical producer in Vancouver, Darren Regan, and on our on-site technical producer, Mike Whittingham, and uh, to my co-host, Casey Wilson. I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Have a great weekend. <laughs> you too. Yeah. That's it for today's show. Tune in again next week for Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. BC Food and Wine Radio is a TKS West production. Executive producer, Casey Wilson.